This is News Talk. Well, we'll do something we don't normally do on the paper preview, which is to go to the British papers first. But that's because there's huge Irish interest in the main story on the front of the Times of London. Britain and EU set for Northern Ireland deals. We've heard so much talk over the past couple of years about the Northern Ireland Protocol, trying to get a deal, you know, Stormont not working, all that stuff. The Times says that Britain and the European Union have struck a customs deal that could pave the way to ending years of post-Brexit wrangling over Northern Ireland. The Times understands that Brussels has accepted a proposal that would avoid the need for routine checks on products destined for Northern Ireland which is what the whole row has all been about. Uh, and as the Times says, it marks a critical step towards ending the impasse over the Northern Ireland Protocol, which has overshadowed relations with Europe since Brexit three years ago. Yesterday, actually, it was three years ago since Brexit. So the customs element of the deal uh, had been due to be announced last month, but it was pulled at the last minute. Uh, but now that's all resolved and it looks like we could have a deal maybe in a few days. So that certainly would be positive. And of course, as we approach the 25th anniversary of the Good Friday Agreement, so many people eager to get a, a deal in place and to try and sort out the issues in the north. Back home, the Irish Independent leads with the NCT story you heard about in the news there. 375,000 vehicles on our roads without a valid NCT. T-cert. The operator will today blame the problem on a range of issues, including a high number of motorists who are failing to show up for their appointments. So they're saying around uh, three and a half thousand people a week don't attend their appointments. About two and a half thousand don't show up, and then another one thousand cancel just before the test is due to take place. So it's too short notice to get to sit your NCT, to get someone else to be able to sit it. So this is part of the reason for the backlog. So this will all be discussed at the Oireachtas Transport Committee later today. As it happens, I am due my NCT in a two months time, went on the NCT website yesterday for a look and the next appointment I can get in NACE is for the 20th of September, if you don't mind. So 1st of February to the 20th of September, that's the waiting period uh, for an NCT certainly in my local centre. Didn't look at any of the others but that's certainly the situation in NACE. Staying with NACE, it's also on the front of the Irish Independent, a high profile sportsman who is not named and a probationary Garda have been arrested after it was suspected that the sports star, who's described as high profile, used information from the Garda to give an organised crime gang information he's allegedly associated with. So the sportsman in his 40s was arrested on Monday, apparently lives in the Leinster region and questioned for a number of hours at NACE Garda station, then released without charge. The male probationary Garda was arrested in Dublin, questioned for several hours too, before also being released without charge. So it's alleged that the sportsman had been asking the Garda for information about certain individuals. The Irish Daily Mirror, €50 to every house in Ireland. This news might have slipped by some people yesterday evening, but the ESB has vowed to give every household in the country a €50 refund 
after overcharging them for up to 12 years. It's a big 50 euro on the front of the mirror in yellow. Uh, and an Oireachtas committee heard that people across Ireland paid higher energy costs between 2010 and 2022 to benefit, quote, big business. So now every household in the country is getting 50 quid back. Now people will be saying, I hope that's not our new energy subsidy, 50 quid. We still want the 200, but we'll also take the extra 50 as well. <clears throat> the Irish Daily Mail continuing its coverage <coughs> excuse me, of the nursing home overcharging controversy. The Mail says Radker's strategy was sound. Taoiseach Leo Radker yesterday saying he must have been aware of a government plan to curb payments to families who were overcharged for nursing home care. Of course, he was on the Pat Kenny show here on News Talk a couple of days ago saying he absolutely didn't know anything about it. And then in the Dáil yesterday said that he must have surely been briefed on it. Uh, and he doubled down on his defence, according to the Mail. As he said, medical cardholders were not entitled to free nursing home care. Matt Cooper is also on the front of the Irish Daily Mail, saying that the nursing home row hits a raw nerve with him because he had to sell his family house, which he inherited, to pay for his parents' care. That's also on the front of the Irish Times. Radker defends nursing homes' legal strategy. The front of the Irish Examiner goes back to a story that it had a couple of days ago, which a lot of people were shocked by. I said it that morning and I kind of thought I might be alone in thinking that 9,700 deaths over eight weeks seemed quite high for a population the size of Ireland. But then during the day, a lot more people were shocked by it. And the Examiner says that the Taoiseach is to get advice now from the Chief Medical Officer over concerns around a spike in the number of deaths in recent weeks. So the examiner went on RIP.ie because that's really the only database we have. Kind of up-to-date information on deaths in Ireland is a website, RIP.ie. So the examiner went on, saw that there was quite a, a large increase in deaths in the eight-week period from December 1st of 2022 to last week, the 25th of January. Leo Vradker telling the doll an increase in the number of excess deaths is probably down to RSV, influenza and COVID, but he's going to ask the Chief Medical Officer to go off and investigate the reason for it. Inside the mirror today, of course, is St. Bridget's Day. It's not next Monday, as uh, the internet would have you believe. Today is the 1st of February. It is St. Bridget's Day. And in the mirror, we're told that St. Bridget's Day certainly the bank holiday associated with St. Bridget's Day, could become as big and as popular as St. Patrick's Day. That's according to Paul Davis, who runs Davis Events Agency, and he thinks the St. Bridget's Bank Holiday is a unique opportunity with massive potential, particularly because of gender issues too. So you celebrate a man with St. Patrick, celebrate a woman with St. Bridget's Day, and he said that we should engage with this holiday in a meaningful way. Employers should do loads of things particularly for women around St. Bridget's Day is what he is saying. I saw last night on social media a lot of people in Kildare. Don't know if it happened in other parts of the country, but a lot of people in Kildare last night were leaving out cloths uh, and scarves and things like that. The idea being that St. Bridget passes through the county last night, through Kildare, and if you leave out a scarf, St. Bridget blesses it, and then you use that scarf or cloth if you have uh, a headache or a sore throat or things like that. People do it every year, must work for them. They certainly believe in it. Now, you're to look up to the sky tonight, according to the examiner. bit late for me, because it's before midnight, so I won't be bothering doing this, but you might be interested. Start 
stargazers tonight get a rare opportunity as a green comet is going to be visible over our skies for the first time since the Stone Age. The comet is known as C2022E3ZTF, which is a very convenient name, and it was discovered by astronomers in March last year. And the it's a cosmic snowball of frozen gases, rock and dust that orbit the sun. So you can see it tonight. Find somewhere really dark outside is the advice to get the best chance of viewing it. But the comet is going to be visible at 11.49pm tonight. Uh, when it'll be around 49 degrees over the northern horizon uh, and have a look again at 2.46am in the morning. So if you're on a night shift or something like that or you're up uh, early in the morning, 2.46, keep an eye out for the green comet. Good one in the sun, really important for representation here. The maker of Barbie is releasing a doll with a curved spine to reflect the world's children, to reflect the world that children see around them. This is the Chelsea doll which is Barbie's little sister and the Barbie's little sister Chelsea has scoliosis and you can also remove the back brace for Chelsea. So Mattel worked with a specialist in children's spinal disorders in developing the doll. So it's trying to normalise dolls for children and to encourage inclusion, which I think is a lovely story. Final one for you. I was mentioning they're getting up early in the morning. A lot of people need coffee to wake up and get up early in the morning. And in the Times of London, we are looking at the amount of caffeine content in coffees that you buy in big cafe chains. So what the Times says is that Costa may not be the first destination for coffee snobs, but there's a massive caffeine content in its cappuccinos, which makes it the best choice if you want a strong hit of coffee. A medium cappuccino from Costa contains 325 milligrams of caffeine. That's about four cups of tea all in one cappuccino, but it's almost five times the strength of a cappuccino from Starbucks. This is according to research by which it said that cappuccinos from Pret also contained significantly less caffeine than Costa and a 250 milliliter can of Red Bull contains 80 milligrams of caffeine but a Costa cappuccino 325 milligrams so if you want a strong hit of caffeine in the morning it seems Costa is the place to go Uh, Starbucks not so strong Cafe Nero had the second lowest level of caffeine after Starbucks you can read more about that in some of the papers this morning on 106 to 108 FM and Newstalk.com. This, this is News Talk.